Deep beneath the ocean's surface lies a profound space between what science can explain and what's left to our imaginations. As a result, humans have spent centuries spinning tales of enormous monsters lurking far below, from mysterious giant squids to tentacled hundred-foot reptiles. But after centuries of mystery, scientists are finally beginning to confirm what creatures have been eerily haunting us with since the beginning of time. Sea monsters. Whether it's evidence of an enormous cephalopod tangling with a shark or groundbreaking clues to a real-life Loch Ness monster, science continues to bring ancient myths to life, carrying the enduring hunt for sea monsters into the future. Welcome to the Abstract Podcast from Inverse. I'm Tanya Bustos, your host. Our first story is about the first photo evidence ever of a giant squid fighting with a shark, an interaction that humans have long fabled. The rare sighting helps explain how the age-old myth came to be, and that when it comes to what we do and don't know about the deepest parts of the ocean, giant squids are just the beginning. Our second story is about the discovery of an unusual fossil from Antarctica that may have belonged to a real-life Loch Ness monster, previously known as The Thing, Researchers reveal how an egg belonging to a massive aquatic reptile helped reignite dinomania and the hunt for sea monsters. This is The Abstract, a look at the latest scientific discoveries and technology innovations from the reporters at Inverse. In each episode, we explore a single theme through two different stories. Up now, how rare photos show proof of an interaction that people have long... Mythical mega-squids have terrified moviegoers for decades. Oceans are all about mysteries, and so is the case for giant squid and the sperm whale. When the sun goes down, it emerges from the deep. Sailors have encountered only a few colossal squids. A beast so terrifying, it was said to devour men and ships and whales, and so enormous it could be mistaken for an island. The first time humans scientifically described the giant squid, Architeuthis, was in a paper published in 1957. But humans have been searching the high seas for the giant squid for centuries, with the ancient lore extending back through the 1500s. A lot of what we've learned comes from either partial squids washed ashore or mashed up contents of a sperm whale's stomach. Capturing visuals in the vast deep sea is of course no easy task. It wasn't until June 2019 that oceanographer Edith Witter's innovation was able to capture the first ever footage of a live giant squid recorded in U.S. waters. Scientists had to use a special camera developed by Witter called the Medusa, which uses a red light that deep sea creatures can't see. Here she explains how the technology got the squid on video for the first time. I proposed using an optical lure attached to a camera platform with no thrusters, no motors, just a battery-powered camera, and the only illumination coming from red light that's invisible to most deep-sea animals. Capturing proof of a giant squid is hard enough, but proof of a squid-shark fight? Likely impossible if not for a June 2020 finding in the Journal of Fish Biology, where scientists provided evidence of a large cephalopod tangling with a shark. The shark survived, though not unscathed. 
The study's co-author and underwater photographer was shooting photos off the coast of Kona, Hawaii, and found white dots on a picture he took of a white-tip shark. The first evidence of marks from a cephalopod on a shark. The team says the tentacle marks are likely from a giant squid at least 1.5 meters long. Giant squids are just the beginning when it comes to what we do and don't know about the deepest parts of the ocean. Here to help us fill in the blanks a little bit and talk about how what we do know is technically fulfilling age-old myths is Inverse's Nina Polano. Hey, Nina. Hey. So first, how does this even happen? How does one come into this key information that essentially confirms a shark-squid fight, especially considering how hard it is to capture anything in the ocean? Yeah, this is super cool. The photographer who first made this discovery uh, has been doing ocean photography for many years. And so he really knows what he's looking for. And he knows when something kind of stands out as being really strange. Um, So this photographer, his name's Darren Verbeck, and he was uh, taking some photos off the coast of Hawaii. And he saw this shark with some really strange markings that look like these um, kind of deliberately placed spots on the side of the shark. So he chatted about it with some shark researchers, and they were able to confirm with um, people who specialize in studying squids that this definitely seems like a shark got into it with some kind of decently sized uh, cephalopod. Wow. So this is a a start, but are we completely sold on this. You know, what further questions do researchers have about this squid's would-be interaction with the shark? Right. There are a few caveats here. Um, One being that this is research based on a photo. So while this is something that's definitely really exciting and researchers haven't seen something like this before, um, we are estimating things like the size of the shark and the size of the the sucker marks. Um, Another kind of interesting caveat that researchers have brought up is that sometimes the scars left on an animal can actually change size over time as the animal grows. So in other cases, when we've estimated the size of giant squids, for example, it's been based on marks left on sperm whales. And what can happen is those a smaller mark is left on a smaller whale. And then as the animal grows, the scar stretches out over time. So it can actually seem like it was a much bigger animal that left the mark in the first place. So um, this oceanic monster, this giant squid, a creature of lore once, this is almost science bringing to life an old myth. But when it comes to the giant squid, it's actually more common than we think, but we, we make it a big deal. What do we know about it? Totally. We humans have been fascinated by giant squids for centuries at this point. We first described them scientifically in the 1800s, but the kind of squid lore goes back even hundreds of years before that, back to you know, explorers in the 1500s. And I think because they're so elusive, because they are just live so deep in the water, there's so much we don't know about them. So we've really had to rely on, you know, bits of squid that get washed up on shore um, or, or chunks of squid that are in the stomach of a, of a whale. And that's how we have a lot of the information about giant squids. Some researchers suggest that they might actually be more common than we think. Giant squids are feeding all of these sperm whales in the ocean, so there might be many more of them down there, even though we think of them as very mysterious. A lot of that is just because the ocean is very, very deep, and there's a lot of it that we have yet to explore. That's what it comes down to. And and if you think about it, giant squids are just the tip of the iceberg. 
Berg, really. I mean, when I try to wrap my head around how difficult it is to really explore the vast ocean, it amazes me how these ocean photographers get the shots that they do. Absolutely. And I think something really cool about this study is just the synergy between ocean photographers who are out there every day seeing all the marine wildlife and getting really up close with these animals and scientists who have the expertise of, you know, knowing what's going on in a lot of these ecosystems and working together, they can come up with some really, really cool science. Check out the visuals and read more to the story at inverse.com. Nina, thanks so much. Thank you. After nearly a decade of mystery, scientists have confirmed that an unusual fossil from Antarctica is actually a massive egg and that it may belong to a real-life Loch Ness monster. Up now, how a fossilized soft-shell egg became the biggest discovery of its kind and the first-ever egg to turn up on the Earth's southernmost continent. Today I'm going to be covering the topic of sea monster hunting again. And now an unknown huge horrifying creature, roughly 15 feet long. That's a monster! That's a monster! The Loch Ness Monster is perhaps the most famous sea monster, but Scotland's most elusive mystery is just one of the many sea monsters people have claimed to have seen. In a 2019 study, researchers found fossil discoveries influenced a swath of sea serpent reports in the 19th century alone. Back then, saying you saw a sea monster was a thing. But the thing? That honor is bestowed upon one massive and mysterious fossil found roughly 10,000 miles away. In the depths of Antarctica, scientists found what looked like a deflated football in 2011. But it is a fossil that can boast about being the world's second biggest of its kind. This football-sized mystery might even trace back to an enormous sea monster believed to have laid an egg over 60 million years ago. Chilean scientists nicknamed the fossil The Thing after a 1982 sci-fi movie based in Antarctica. We found something. We found something. We found something. Twelve men have just discovered something. Yeah, it's an egg, a really big egg. In John Carpenter's film, scientists in the Antarctic are eventually confronted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of the people that it kills. In real life, so far, just an egg. But thanks to the findings published in June 2020 in the journal Nature, we can finally confirm this once and for all. Massive though it may be, it's unlike the usual dinosaur eggs we found. Softer and weirder, it suggests the egg belonged to a massive aquatic reptile instead, like your garden variety Loch Ness monster type. The kind that sea monster hunters have been reveling over for centuries. Does this open the door to new possibilities about ancient prehistoric life? Let's find out from Inverse's Nina Pulano, who wrote all about this. Hey, Nina. Hey. So. Figuring out this egg was 10 years in the making. It was this big puzzle, this weird football. So how did we finally get here? It's pretty cool. This giant fossil was basically just kicking around for almost a decade. They called it the thing. They had no idea what it was. And it's about just just under a foot long, seven inches wide. It really does not look like an egg. But I think one researcher had a hunch that 
that's what it might be, a, a soft-shelled egg. And so this new analysis basically just uses microscopes to confirm that it is indeed a giant soft-shelled egg. So when we link this to a possible sea monster, a Loch Ness monster creature of lore, is that a fair description? How How would we know that? Since there's not a skeleton inside the egg, we Really, it'll be one of those ancient mysteries. We'll never totally know the answer for sure. Um, but what researchers think happened was that this egg belonged to a mosasaur, which is a giant ancient aquatic um, reptile. And it would be the size of a giant dinosaur. They analyzed the body size of hundreds of living reptiles compared with their egg sizes to estimate how big the animal that laid this would have been. And they think it was more than 20 feet long, which is huge and definitely in the Loch Ness Monster category. So this isn't a dinosaur egg, right? That's the distinction here between two prehistoric creatures? Exactly. And that's part of the mystery. I mean, it really doesn't look like a hard dinosaur egg like what we think of. It's soft-shelled more like a turtle or a snake. If you think of like a squishy egg that hatches pretty quickly after it's laid. So... If they used to think these types of reptiles didn't lay eggs, you know, if the opposite is true, does that shake up the science in any big way? Yeah, it would definitely overturn that previous understanding of these giant uh, mosasaurus. The researchers did some really cool animations because we obviously can't look at these animals to see how it works. That's the best we've, we've got. The thinking now is that they probably laid eggs that hatched just moments after they were laid. Well, a certain group will be happy to learn all of this because sea monster hunting has been alive and well for hundreds of years. There was um, that recent study that actually brought to light how heavily invested dinomania has always been, right? Yeah, I love that, the kind of lore around the Loch Ness Monster. A study last year looked into a theory that a science fiction writer put out there back in the 60s, basically that once scientists started to discover these giant creatures like mosasaurs and pliosaurs, people kind of became collectively taken with this idea that there are these sea monsters out there. And then they started to report having seen these animals themselves, having seen these creatures themselves, I should say. So he laid out this theory. And last year, there was a study basically looking into that to see if instances of Loch Ness type monsters uh, started really popping up after that. And they they found some evidence. They, you know, at least partially proved that that uh, seems to be true. Before these discoveries, people were reporting things that looked more like giant snakes, giant serpents. And once these monsters were on their radar, these, you know, ancient sea creatures were on their radar, they started to sort of, there were more instances of people seeing something that looked more like that. Interesting stuff. Full stories at inverse.com. Thanks so much, Nina. Thanks. Head to inverse.com to read more about the latest sea monster discoveries. You can click on the link in the show notes for all stories we talked about today. If you agree that science and facts matter more than ever, give us a rating and review on iTunes to help more people find The Abstract and other podcasts like it. New episodes of The Abstract are released three times a week. Find old episodes and more original reporting on science, innovation, culture, and entertainment at inverse.com. Look for The Abstract Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast app you use. For Inverse, I'm Tanya Bustos. Thanks for listening.